You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. You're listening to episode 252 of PHP Ugly. And for the record, I am completely recording tonight against my will, against my better judgment, and anything that I may or may not say tonight is complete responsibility of my host, or my guest, or my friend, or my... Uh, <laughs> what? What the hell are you called again? John Congdon. Uh, just for the record, it says 251 on YouTube right now. That would have been the other thing I forgot to do. Son of a bitch. And Tom right out. I see. I'm Hello. so confused now. I'm not responsible for that stuff. Yeah, that's totally on me, man. I totally, I, I, I'm telling you, I, I am so burnt out right now that I can't even, I can't even keep track of everything I'm supposed to be doing anymore. Like it's, you have uh, anything important going on in your life right now. Oh, man. So, Thomas, I'm going to give you the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. No holds bar, completely across the board, this entire show. I'm scared. You have the right to mute me at any point that John tells you to mute me. It's <laughs> for everybody's better well, no, I mean, reasons. You're jumping well, I, the gun here. You're, you're jumping the gun. I mean, I can give him the controls. Am I, John? Am I jumping the gun? Can you give no. him control? Because he seriously might need it. We're going to have issues tonight. I can feel it happening. It's a great start. <clears throat> you have no clue. It's we, Eric and I are like just jittering with excitement, and we want to share news, but we can't. But we're so excited, so we want to share that we're excited, that we have news coming, that hopefully we can share next week, but we're not sure... And it's just, ah, uh, we're doing this again. It's, it's this again. And this is exactly what I told yep, John. Yep, I'm like, yep. we can't do this. We, we need to cancel the show this week and just not have a show because I'm not going to be able to talk for an hour with you guys and not talk about this. It's just not going to be possible. Hence talking so about it two it. seconds into the show. Is it your, is it about your only fans? Cause they turn course. You could still have an only fans. That's exciting news. I, I guess that means our our news is just trumped, Eric. <laughs> uh, I mean, the obvious question: How was everybody's week? But uh, it's it sounds like stressful. Not stressful. Okay. I mean, stressful. But yeah, yeah. Let Eric start with his week because oh, with the oh, with oh. with your finger on the mute button. <laughs> You, want to, you really, really want to go there. All right, all right. I've got, I've got, it, I've got it hovering. Eric has it's a been lot a going week on for in his life. Yes, I do have a lot going on with my life. One of the bigger things I have going on is I'm selling my house. It's going on. It actually went on the market today. Uh, so that has been tremendously stressful, uh, getting the house cleaned up, getting ready to move, um, looking at other places. Uh, yeah. We had a quick conversation about uh, Texas before the stream started. Um, it's crazy to me how much the last year has shifted 
and, and changed our perspective on on this country. Uh, I, before COVID started, and I, I've reiterated this a couple of times, so if you're listening to the show, I'm sorry. But literally the week COVID started, my wife and I had made arrangements to go out to Texas and stay with family for two months to buy a home. We've been trying to move, you know, since that nothing forcing us to move. We've just been wanting to move. We need a bigger house. And we started to settle on Texas because uh, we have some family members down there, some other family members talking about moving there. Um, yeah. Crazy. What a year, what, what a, what a pandemic reveals. And uh, there was a lot of places we were looking at uh, Texas, Tennessee. Um, Tennessee was actually uh, really heavy in the running for a long time. And I tell you, after all this political stuff going on, we just end up staying here in Southern California. That and the fact that some realizations that you know the the kids probably won't follow us. So um, I'm rambling because I'm trying not to change subjects. <laughs> we have other things going on. Other things that are probably more impactful than that. And, uh, yeah, that's all I'll say with that. Yeah. Tom, how was was your week? Oh, my week was crazy. Uh, Very, very busy. But one thing I did for myself was I got a uh, Kindle Paperwhite. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is like it's the the e reader with the backlit screen, mm-hmm. and uh, started reading quite a bit. Uh, first thing I read: refactoring to collections. Mm-hmm. Um, we nice. had talked about that. Uh, found <clears throat> it's very lacking. Really? Yes, it is. It is short. It's supposed to be, <laughs> and <clears throat> it really didn't. Now, I'm I am somewhat jaded because I I've been doing a lot of the stuff that the book talks about for a few months now um with my new my new job i've been doing that kind of map reduce type stuff um but for the price yeah found it to be very short and it didn't cover a lot of the power that collections have in laravel specific collections Um, well it's not meant to be laravel specific right it's not meant to be laravel specific but there's a lot of stuff in laravel there's a lot of stuff in collections that you can do that sort of didn't get covered it was just a a very long article about replacing the for each loop yeah i i think it is a primer (laughs) for people that don't use collections that use arrays i mean i'm guilty of that until just a couple years ago it it was everything was an array everything was for each I didn't understand the power of map or reduce or filter any of those. Yeah, and I don't would get me literally wrong. loop and filter that way, and then loop again if I needed to. It's it's got cool stuff, um, but one thing that it definitely doesn't do is cover performance of collections and lazy collections, um, which to me, would have been, like, fundamental thing to cover. Uh, really? You think it's fundamental? Yeah. Not when it's, to me, the whole thing was getting your mind around collections. Lazy collections is the cherry on top. It's, a, it's not like you don't need that to do collections, but they offer a lot of power. Sure. Uh, no, absolutely. But, again, this isn't... Sp- this isn't a long article. It's a book for $40. Yeah. And the price goes up to $179 if you want the screencasts and access to the source code that he 
keeps referencing in the in the book. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I haven't looked at the price. I just know about the book. Yeah. So, I mean, for $40, really, it's a collection of, I would say, four blog posts, maybe five blog posts. It's well-written, it's got great examples, and it covers the things that you need to cover. Um, it just seems very short. And, and, and if you... Now I feel bad for recommending it. I'm sorry. No, it's it, the, his thing is that if you're not doing collections right now and you're not using map, reduce, filter, and uh, uh, reject those kinds <clears> of <throat> functions, then this is like a, a level up to your game. But if I was writing this book, I would feel weird about asking 40 bucks for this m- much information. I would definitely start to talk about performance or uh, how to use yield instead or uh i'd go even further into you know storing collections or you you know extra use cases for this kind of stuff it just it it just struck me as a bit too little for the price um it's also only available in pdf uh there's no hardback there's no moby there's no epub so it was it was good but it wasn't amazing you could have uh, better spent your money getting yourself a subscription to PHP Architect. I'm just going to put that out there. It has all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> PDF, Moby, uh, I mean, how many even, pages, even hard copies. How just, many pages just, is uh, PHP Architect? Like your average uh, issue? Between 50 to 60. So this book is... It's odd that I know that, but I know that now. This book is 150 <laughs> pages. I, I got it done in about three hours of reading. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean that's my opinion of it. I'm also we, John? also reading uh, Pragmatic Programmer, and uh, I've started reading uh, one of the must-read books for nerds, uh, Neuromancer. And what Neuromancer? What is yeah. Neuromancer? Cyberpunk. Help me out here. Cyberpunk story. You don't sort of, you don't sort have of the basis. The basis for all Neuro- cyberpunk Master? stories ever since. Mm, Neuromaster. Got no clue what you're talking about. Sorry. Neuromancer. Uh, William, that's it. That's William Gibson. What? William Gibson? Yeah, author of. Snow I, I Crash. found vitamins. <laughs> so far, I'm really enjoying Neuromancer. But yeah, that's is that's it, what I've been up to. Is that fiction or like? Is there yeah. something? It's cyberpunk okay. fiction. Oh, he did. He did a uh, Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah, he's he's the creator of cyberpunk. How about you, John? How was your week, John? How was your week, John? Tell us you, how your week was. Anything to tell us, the, John? You want the highs, John, the, the lows. High, low, somewhere in between. Don't care what you smoke, John. Just tell us what you did this week. <laughs> well, you've heard about my high so far with what I can share. I got to tell you, I had one of my lowest lows that I've had in a long time. Aww. To the point where I wrote to somebody on the phone burner team that I worked out with this verbatim. I honestly don't get it. I feel like the wrong person to be on the team. You took something that I accomplished in 14 lines and rewrote it to work in about 50 lines of hard to understand code. It feels like over-engineering the simple task. I I was having a bad day and got this <clears throat> pull request or review of my pull request and I just lost it. Felt like, like I'm in the wrong field. I'm doing the wrong thing. I shouldn't be here. It was a low. But you're, well, you're saying this other person wrote it in 50 lines and you did it in 14? He he was doing it in a more modern way of doing things. Hmm. Like I took I took shortcuts. I I mean, I was using it was how file access was happening or reading a directory structure 
reading doc blocks from using reflection. So it was just, I just felt like I didn't understand what was going on and wrote that to him and later removed it, but he had already seen it and wrote back and like, was very nice. Like he, he understands file access really well, like deep understanding. So he has a, a way he thinks it should be done where with other parts of the system or other things like event sourcing, he might come to me and ask me advice. So a very nice response and was very like trying to bring me back up from my low. So I thought I would share. Well, so, so what'd you do? I, I mean, quit. like, how did you, how'd you, how did you get out of the funk? It, it was just, like I said, it was already a, a rough day. I told you a couple weeks ago, code went live. There was, we were still finding bugs from it up until this week, like still little things that is just upsetting to find. So all that combined, it was just, it, it just sucked. So hmm. how did I get out of it? It was realizing where I was at, realizing that I was having a bad day. I was reacting to something I really didn't need to react to. And just, it just took time. Just it. I have a very supportive wife. I share stuff with her. She also helps bring me out of the funk and like having somebody to talk to, I guess is one of those things. I'm sorry to hear that. Thanks. So it's, it's hard. I almost didn't share, but I also wanted to share because I know lots of people go through this and it's important. We are but he, we are a mental but he health friendly podcast. Yeah, highs. Tell me hi, John. So I'll just say we have we have paperwork at a lawyer's office right now. I don't know what that has to do with your high, <laughs> Wait, what does this mean for me? This is, this is, hey, listen, you'll spend half t- half your time with each of us. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. <laughs> is this why Eric's moving? John's being modest. He also happened to have written a braking system for one of our clients that finally oh, paid yeah. off. So uh, that was his other, other high. System? I don't know. I don't know. Can't think of what else he could possibly be think, thinking of, but so, yes. What Eric's talking about, the braking system, is we have a, a client that does a lot of recurring billing, and especially on the 1st and the 15th of the month. And sure, sure. Pornhub, go on. Yeah, a, a couple, <laughs> probably a couple of years ago now, we put a system in place where we were tracking how many failures we got within, I forget, like, every hundred records. So we're getting a percentage of failures. And once we got over that threshold, say we a thousand transactions, if we went above some percentage that was, it was in the code of failures, we would stop alert everybody and not keep processing. And these failures could be anything, you know, maybe the credit card processors down or configuration of something. We also have a lot of false positives where there happens to be within this range of uh, transactions, a lot of declines and the system will stop and say, you know, your, we're, your percentage is too high. We just go restart it and it keeps chugging along. For the first time this week, the client made a configuration change, which caused billing issues. The braking system stopped. We were able to fix it and then start it back up. It's nice when things work the way they're intended and it's not always false positives. Yeah, that is nice. You know what, uh, you know what I use to help prevent false positives? What do you use? When you're in production, a thousand things can go wrong. You could deploy a bug in your latest release. Your background jobs can silently fail. Someone could trip over the network cable at your data center. And this all comes back to you. You need to know when bad things happen and be able to respond to them quickly. That's why we built HoneyBadger. It's easy to install HoneyBadger in your back-end applications and front-end JavaScript. 
It only takes a few minutes of configuration and you'll have monitoring done. That's because we hook into popular web frameworks, job systems, and the browser so that when any of them crash, we can automatically let you know. We ping your application from our global fleet of servers to let you know about problems with connectivity, latency, and SSL certificates. And we monitor your recurring jobs to see if any of them stop recurring. When there's a problem, we alert your team using the tools you already use. We can create issues in GitHub, Jira, and other issue trackers, and send notifications via Slack, PagerDuty, or other channels. When you click through, you'll be taken to detailed information on the error. You'll see things like request parameters, headers, user information, and the backtrace. Click on any line of the backtrace to view it in GitHub, Bitbucket, or your local editor. When you fix a problem, just mark it resolved and follow up with the affected user. That's HoneyBadger, where the monitoring tool for web developers who'd rather be, well, developing. Thanks, Thanks HoneyBadger. Thanks, HoneyBadger. The official sponsor of PHP. I guess I should check that. Make sure they are. They still are. <laughs> nah, they've just been riding us for a few months. <laughs> Honeybadger.io. I was going to say something. Yeah, yeah I, that I, escapes I, you real quick. It did. I, yeah, I think I think the it, the payments are still coming in. So yeah, we'll still talk about them. <laughs> John and I, uh, John and I had had a little uh, a little round table of our own uh, this week. We actually met in person and grabbed a beer. Oh my god! Didn't work. Technically, didn't work. I guess we did kind of work. We were talking. We talked. We talked. We were... <laughs> Talk. Oh mute. god! Mute. Oh mute. god! Stop! We we we're doing a lot of talking. Personal lives, work lives, just everything. It was nice. First time you and I have grabbed a beer in forever. I couldn't even tell you the last time you and I sat down and drank a beer together. I honestly couldn't. I I, I think it was that means you we, have we a problem. Meetups. Yeah. <laughs> you get blackout drunk every time. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you three days ago. Jesus, man. <laughs> you thought you thought it was. It was really nice. You thought it was. All right, I got a, I got a, I got a question for the show, for Discord, and for anybody else who would like to participate in the speaking live of, show. Speaking of Discord, how do people join us on Discord? That would be discord.phpugly.com. John, phpugly, right? I'll, that's I'll what they said. I'll, yeah, that's us. I'll, okay, yeah. <laughs> that's the one you're I'll, on right I'll, now. Yeah. I, I've got so many PHPs in my head now. I, I don't. I can't. Yes, you'll have to excuse Eric. Sure He's overwhelmed with PHP ness. <laughs> I can't yeah, claim Discord. To, I can't claim to own that. Sat- sat- satisfying the entire community. <laughs> oh man, uh, what were we just talking about? How is Roundtable uh, going? Yeah, Discord, Discord. Uh, Roundtable is going going well. Um, I I'm. In the process of uh, setting up the next roundtable, I was waiting for Laracon to finish. We can talk about that a little later. But oh, yeah. I now have uh, the guests. If you if you go to uh, PHP Roundtable, it's not queued up as next yet because we haven't confirmed when we're recording. But uh, the people who will be in the roundtable are in there. It's going to be Matt Stalfer, uh, T. 
Taylor Otwell and Eric Burns uh, currently trying to get a couple more in there. Um, but currently it's going to be those three for the round table. And we have a nice little list of topics to talk about. So the invite must have gone. I'm span. also working <laughs> with, well, <laughs> I lagging that badly. <laughs> oh man. Tell us, I love you, man. You just need to understand that. <laughs> Oh, uh, poor Eric. He just, he's going to wet himself by the he, end of the episode. Oh, man. He had no Again. idea. Listen, uh, I'm, I'm working on other roundtables. Uh, one of the other roundtables I'm working on and is kind of picking up a little momentum now is the Drupal roundtable. So I had a few people in our Discord say that they really wanted to see a Drupal roundtable. I'm just curious what aspect of Drupal. If you're listening to this podcast, feel free to tweet at me or join us in our Discord, discord.phpugly.com, and uh, hit me up. Uh, got a couple of different angles I'm playing here, talking about, I'm talking to some people on the Drupal's uh, core team, also thinking about taking the angle of people who use Drupal. So if you're one of the people who asked me to do a uh, Drupal roundtable, let me know what about the Drupal roundtable you'd like to see. Um, I, I'm working with somebody right now on what I feel like is going to be a pretty interesting angle. Uh, so I'll give you guys more information as we start to kind of finalize that. But that that's coming soon as well. Eric, I uh, but the question, I got, I got a question for the, for the staff still. What's your question, John? Do you ever sleep? <laughs> <laughs> I got so many things going on. He takes, like a he baby, takes wine John. naps. <laughs> like a baby. Holy smokes. Yeah, I haven't been sleeping much the last couple of weeks, but I will get there. All right, so the question to Discord and the question to you guys. Um, this is something I went through recently. Or not recently. This is something I went through in the past, and I, I really started to have a stand against it. And then I tried to I, I tried to come back around to it, and I'm not a fan of it. But I, I understand its purpose, and so I try to use it. What is your opinion? And there's a reason for this before you start hammering me too hard. So let's just give me your, your thoughts first. What is your opinion on using foreign key constraints? I am a fan. Do you I, I, feel it's a requirement? I personally like it for, for data integrity. Is it a requirement? I get that. Is it a requirement? Requirement? No, it's not a requirement, but I I, I prefer it. I know mm-hmm. real database people often shy away from it because they they say that it has performance impacts. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, Thomas, yourself. <sighs> and, and for the record, there I don't think there is a wrong answer here. I tend not to use them. Okay, but is there a reason you tend not to use them? Uh, just because in in my use cases they're they're not necessary, um, mm-hmm. and because I don't have a DBA, uh, foreign key constraints mm-hmm. are one of those things that I think of as a DBA's job. Uh, but not okay. a lot of not a lot of web development people have a DBA, and I think foreign mm-hmm. key stuff doesn't get enforced a lot um, in a, in the sort of casual environment that is PHP. Uh, but what I will say is. That- I like the functionality of the on-delete behaviors, like cascading mm-hmm. on-delete yep. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
I like that functionality. However, I don't really see it as a killer a killer functionality for for like a reason to use it. Um, oh, I I do. That, that's I one of those s- things where if if you're re- relating something to fifty other tables and you have to go into your code and every time you add something new that needs to be cleaned up and you got to go to that spot and say, oh yeah, also clean this other thing up. That's just a pain. I don't disagree. Not having our not having orphan records is is nice. Yeah, I, I I think not having orphan records is nice, but it's not a situation I run into a lot where that's an even a possibility. Um, my last job, everything was a soft delete. Uh, in this job, most things are a soft delete. Now, foreign keys can impact performance. They can improve performance or they can degrade performance depending on what it is you're heavy on. If you're read heavy, it'll improve performance. If you're write heavy, it'll degrade performance just like any other keying and, system. Well, yeah. There, and there are other issues. So so for the, for the record, I, I agree with you, both of you. I'm not a fan of foreign key uh, constraints, really? mainly because, yeah, uh, mainly because I always end up tripping over them at some point, either trying to restore a database or uh trying to trying to manipulate tables i i I'll always find myself tripping over them and it just frustrates me to no end i i, well, just I, turn, I dislike it a just lot. turn them off i yeah so i i think during the development process absolutely they are so annoying mm-hmm. and but i do i do see the benefit uh to 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 john's point uh to uh kevin and discord's point on data integrity and and you know, keeping the intention of the data clear. Well, okay, data integrity I, is I do a double-edged that. sword. Data integrity is totally a mm-hmm. double-edged sword because if you're if you're processing a form and the data gets lost because a foreign key constraint failed, then I would rather have the orphan record or the partial record. The other thing is that foreign key constraints are one part of a two-part system, which is foreign key constraints and then handling errors on foreign key constraints. So you mm-hmm. have to be catching your errors from your foreign key constraints. Otherwise, all you're doing is taking uh, a potential bug in your system and just sort of dropping it out the window and saying, I don't know why that happened, whatever. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. I, I I have a ton of that in, in my system. Yeah. Now, it's I, I sort of got into this on, on Reddit where it's like, yeah, it doesn't bring a lot to the table, but is it a good practice? Yes. So if implementing it adds a couple minutes to your day when you're doing it, you should be doing it because it's good practice and good practice is its own benefit. Um, <clears throat> well, Eric, where else were you going with it? Well, so, so uh, you guys have, have touched on it as well. So John, you introduced me to a service this week called Planet Scale, um, which is uh, a service like a fitness that, thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it it's basically meant to to offload the concerns of of scaling your database for your application. Um, playing with it, it's, it's been a little frustrating to to kind of understand some of the the concepts uh they have they have this branching system so that you can actually make changes to the database on another branch test it and then merge it into your production branch yeah i've, I've heard of which that. yeah i i thought that was very slick i i i really liked that but it, i i was having a lot of problems i was i was actually trying to use php roundtable as my test bed and they kept throwing the, this issue that it doesn't uh it doesn't support foreign keys i'm like wait 
I've never heard of that. Like, why would it not, why would the database not support foreign keys? It doesn't make sense. And that's when I started looking into it. And it, because of, because of the nature of the service, the sharding, I guess, I guess foreign keys really mess up with database sharding and scaling, which is two of the, two of the things that uh, people have talked about. Now, uh, buttery, Buttery in Discord says that yeah the 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 performance issue is is small it's it's barely noticeable but it I guess does trip it up um, so I started reading that I'm like man I never did like foreign keys so now I have a reason not to use them because because <laughs> you shard so much <laughs> I I sharded earlier I just had uh, but but and I've seen this with with other um, that's what you get for taking ivermectin. <laughs> Some of these other database services, you know, have these caveats. I forget what is the caveat with with the uh, oh, everything has to have a ID. Uh, is that a primary the, is key? That the everything primary has to have key. a primary key at DigitalOcean. At, at DigitalOcean, yeah. yeah. Uh, all these little weird, weird little. Uh, and, and by primary key, it can't be like a UUID. Oh no, okay. That that was the problem, right? We we we'd have it wouldn't do the migration because you have to do it and then set it as the primary key. Right. Right. Yeah. So in digital ocean, when, when you're, when you're doing Laravel migrations, we, I, th- I think we went over this, but uh digital ocean has a database as a service, kind of a RDS, uh, AWS RDS service. They have their version of it and trying to run uh, Laravel migrations. It, Creates the table. Well, or for me, I, I like to have UUIDs. We've talked about this in the past, and it would create the table, and then you have to go back through and say, "Okay, my my uh, ID is you know my primary key is the UUID column, whatever you happen to call it. Typically, it's still called ID. It doesn't matter. But because digital uh, the DigitalOcean service, because that primary key wasn't being set the first time through on the create. Uh, it was always choking. So you're running, I'm running into all these issues. And, and the foreign key was another issue with, with this planet scale service. It's like I'm trying to run a migration of an existing site that I know works everywhere. And, you know, it's choking on this uh, foreign key re- uh, issue. So, yeah, it just got me thinking more about foreign keys. I'm like, well, I mean you know, what is the right way of doing this? And I, I'm with you, Thomas. I, I do think that you start to linger into that DBA field of, of mm-hmm. really needing somebody who's focused. If, if you're really that worried about data integrity, you should have somebody who, who's focused on your, your database and managing all the aspects of the database. Yeah. So. And but then you got to deal with somebody on every time you want to create a table and you got to yep. spend an hour. Yeah. Trying to Not even a table, a to, column in a yeah. table. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I, I need to add this column, and yeah, and they say no. It's a pain. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I've been doing this for twenty years, and I've never had a DBA. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is that in the PHP environment, you're not going to go to a job where you have a DBA. So a lot of the people in PHP don't even understand what a DBA does, and. The, the reality is it's like a job that's sort of disappeared. Like it got merged into DevOps and operations and it got put on the senior developers to know how keying and 
databases works and do it the best way they can. But DBA is a, is totally a full-time job that a lot of companies don't have that should because databases are crazy complicated and difficult. And well, that's, that's one of the, the selling points of this Planet Scale, not sponsored yet. Planet Scale, <laughs> if you want to talk, you can hit us up. Uh, but the they do query analysis. So as your site is running, they're constantly telling you, Here's where your slow queries are. Here's how you can improve it. So well, that's that's pretty seemed, easy to do. I'm sure there's lots more. We just started looking into it. Calm down. <laughs> it's just a it's just a flag in my my SQL called slow query log. But yeah, that, but that just does about your the, your slow queries. Yeah, but there's also other optimizations that you can do. Yeah, it's there's there's a huge amount of stuff you can do and I could I could easily see, like we were saying you don't want orphan records but would you know you have orphan records without having an issue with orphan records? Cuz the DBA would say, mm. "Hey, you've got orphan records here. I've been staring at the database for the last 3 weeks and found where it's coming from." You know, it's uh, yes, planet scale might be cool and do a lot of cool stuff and 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 solve a lot of issues. But a DBA is a forty-hour-a-week person that is going to have attention on your application. Mm-hmm. Don't and disagree. Your, yeah, and your application. I mean, I I have done so many modifications to migrations before they're actually ready to go out the door. Whenever I have a ticket that has a migration required, I edit it at least three times. It's like, oh, you know, that isn't really the right field type, or like, oh, it's not it's not keyed correctly. I'm the We're same way. Searching on it, uh, yeah. like you start getting into stuff like searching and boo. Well, Buttery is saying databases aren't hard. So, you know, everyone's wrong sometimes. He just says index everything. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Just index all all the fields. Well, okay, I can tell you why not. And this is is some DBA knowledge I picked up from a person I, I worked with who was a DBA for a long time. Indexes on fields that have very few options... Like uh, true, false, male, female, uh, stuff like that, where you've got just a small collection of types of information. Indexes there are useless. Mm-hmm. You've you've done basically nothing indexing that. Also, indexes are proportionally slower on write uh, commands than they are on read commands. So you have to weigh your indexes with how heavily you're reading versus writing. Now, you could use uh, CQRS, the Command Query Responsibility Separation, so that you have one database that does read, and it's indexed for reads, and another database that does writes, and it's indexed for writes. But that means that your database synchronization is not going to be as smooth as you want it to be. It's a sharding problem again. So there's a lot of intricacies to indexing that you need to be aware of that are this internal math stuff. Yeah. And Buttery talks about doing joins with tens of tables. You can only join up to 63 tables. <laughs> I mean, anything more than that, MySQL complains. Yeah, and I've worked on I've worked on databases that had Don't. joins between 50 million records with uh, multiple relationships and uh, polymorphic stuff. And indexing there, having just the one wrong index there was the difference between a day of downtime doing a migration and a week of downtime doing a migration. So it's something you really do have to consider. Yeah, you just turn foreign keys off and do your migration. You're good. That is something that I'm actually do- working on right now. I'm doing a large-scale migration from a legacy system to a new system. Well, I'm not doing it. I'm watching it be done on Slack. But every, every time uh, the opportunity comes up to prove that I know what I'm talking about, 
I make sure to butt in and go, mm, actually, yes, <laughs> you can disable it, d- disable indexing until the, all transactions have finished. That'll increase your performance by uh, 30% here. <laughs> and then I go, go back to cat videos. <laughs> sure, that goes over well. It does. Eric, you wanted to talk? You mentioned Lyricon earlier. I did not watch any uh, of it. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't watch a whole lot of either. I saw the the only you paid for it. I did. I did. I paid for it. Hopefully, some videos will be published. Yeah, uh, I did see uh, Taylor's uh, the beginning of Taylor's talk. I didn't actually see all his talk. I know he did a lot of talking about cues. Oh, the videos I, are published. I was very uh very happy to see taylor uh you know one of my criticisms in the past has been the recognition of uh the the php uh, the php the laravel community and uh you know everybody who's contributing to laravel it, it was really refreshing to to see taylor take a good amount of time and talk about that and talk about you know how far laravel has come over the 10 years and and you know all the different aspects that brought it there, things from Laracast, uh, from the early books that were written, um, to you know some of the packages that, that are being created now. So that was real, real refreshing to see. It was it was nice nice to hear. Uh, but yeah, I didn't. Again, moving takes a lot out of you, man. There's always stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I I missed a good. I mean, I pretty much missed all the all of Laricon, so I need to go back through and watch the videos. If uh, you watched Laricon and you have any recommendations on what videos I should start with, let me know. So, not all of the videos are up. Or maybe they are, and just the lightning talks is all in one chunk. Uh, but there was... Are you sure you're not seeing last year's videos? I am, this but... is the mistake I keep, I always make. Is no, I see... I'm looking at this year's. They just okay. got they just got published. Okay, all right. So, is this on the uh, Vimeo site, or is it? Uh, if you log in to the Laracon.net, yeah, uh, I'm there. It will give you this. This is a link. This is videos. one of my grapes. When you go to past videos, it doesn't tell you where those videos are from. Oh, so you go to videos. That's this year. So they've ah, addressed they've addressed that a little bit this year by having a unified style for the whole thing. I see that that. That looks yes. At least you can tell that that's all together. Yep. Th- those uh, those I I see these uh, character these cartoon characters coming up on everybody's Twitter stream now, and I'm sorry I I, I don't mean to knock the artists. I mean I wish I had a fraction of this talent. Okay, do I hit me? But now? I swear to God, every time I look at him, it looks like the person's wearing a dog collar. I'm like, why? The first one I saw was Michael Dorinda. I'm like, why is Michael Dorinda wearing a dog collar on his Twitter it's, avatar it's whole, now? It's the whole heads it, and jars thing from Futurama. I I get it, but they're not heads and jars. They're 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 they're, they're yeah. little underground yeah. or underwater astronauts now. Yeah, it's like everybody looks like they're wearing a dog collar. I don't get it. It it's it's disturbing every time I see it. I can't not see it. It's weird. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish there was a little but more so yes, I, merch. I, I, like if you don't go to, on Twitter, you don't see it, so you're all good. What would you like to see in merch there, uh, Tom? They got hats, they got sweaters, they got shirts. Oh, I'm keychains. sorry, the, 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 the swag, the included swag. I'd like to see like a keychain or a button included. Oh, I don't I didn't even 
I never even pay attention to the to the digital yeah. swag. The digital swag have. is like a, I, a free month of DigitalOcean or something like that. It's all yeah. stuff that's already free. Yeah, yeah. I never. I, I don't actually typically pay attention to that. But yeah, but you know, they got a lot of a lot of swag. But they do actually. Yeah, they, they do have a lot of stuff for sale. Merch. Yeah, they have, they have merch. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I watched uh, the inclusive language talk. That was that was a pretty good one to hear. It was just a little lightning talk. Uh, I tried to jump into a couple of the different ones, types in Laravel, uh, think like a hacker. But when you're working and watching this stuff, you don't you get nothing out of it. And as good as some of these professional speakers are, they aren't. Most of them aren't professional speakers. None of us are. <clears throat> well, no, some of them are. You go to you know the the keynote from Wave was uh, yeah. Uh, Cal Evans. Yeah, Cal Evans. Professional speaker. Very good at it. Great stories. Great pacing. Knew the knew the slide deck inside out and just flowed with it the whole time. And the rest of us are meetup speakers and presenters and stuff like that. You know, uh, software yeah, developers part time. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it, but it's it's hard to like code and watch someone go. <clears throat> um, so here you can see that this method's not getting called. One second, go uh, right here. You like not everyone's doing that all the time, but when that happens, man, and I've got something on the other screen I need to take care of, like my brain, my brain just checks out. <laughs> so one That's one of the fair. one of the the things I learned from Cal Evans when he did the presentation at Wave PHP, he had very few slides, but in his slide deck, he probably had hundreds of slides because the little notes on there. So he would duplicate the slide, but have his entire presentation written out on his view. Right. So he's switching, switching slides. And I was like, that is brilliant. Why have I never thought to do that before? And that's that's hard stuff to do. Like being a speaker at that level is is difficult to do. And, you know, most people can't or don't do it. And that's fine it's just that like i don't really i don't really devote myself to having the videos going while it's live and working at the same time or even watching the thing while it's live because after three hours that 15 minute break man it's not giving you much even if you're really dedicating yourself to watching this so getting the videos afterwards is really my goal of getting the ticket for laricon online that's mm. my goal of getting any ticket to any conference right now because i'm not not going to be able to watch live. A lot of them start, you know, 4 or 5 a.m. our time. This one started at a reasonable time. Did it? Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think it, it started just, at 9, didn't it? Eastern? Yeah. That's, That's still 6, 6 a.m. Was it? I don't think it was. <laughs> Our clocks were wrong. Maybe it was. I mean, I I know I I it started okay no started it started at ten Eastern, so it was eight o'clock for me, seven o'clock for you guys. Yeah, I say I know I started watching at nine, and I think that that was about the time uh, Taylor was. They were coming back from break, and Taylor was coming on like nine or just before ten, maybe I forget. Uh, yeah, nine nine twenty. He would have been coming on for you. Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, let me so let me ask you this: When the conferences are virtual like this, and it really because it's not like the speakers are interacting with right the people watching, because like sometimes when you go to a conference, they'll take questions or 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 something. You know, Laricon they they didn't typically take questions, but you you can go to conferences where they'll take questions, but here they don't. 
would you would you rather them pre-record it and then just sh- show it then and just kind of be in a Discord answering questions why why it's going? Would 100%. that be a better approach? Hundred really? percent. Send in your mm. best recorded version of your talk because even though this is a hosted event, the there's no reason to not have the talks recorded for time purposes for. Uh, correctness purposes for you know how much how much the person wants it to be the the best version of what they can present you know i see no reason to to do the whole thing live in one in one Take. knowledge dump i so think you, releasing you, all of them at once uh, or having a watch party sure like have a watch party where you release them and everyone can watch them live if they if they're really into watching every talk uh, honestly mm-hmm. I don't know what you'd be doing to want to know it, to want to watch every talk, but, but as a developer, right. And as somebody who's been doing this a good amount of time, do you, do you honestly not take like a little pleasure seeing somebody like, I don't know, Taylor or, or Nuno doing a live presentation and then tripping up on their code? Like, it's like, oh yeah, everybody yeah. makes mistakes. You know? Well, Taylor's not gonna, is it just Taylor? Is it Taylor's just a professional okay, speaker. <laughs> Yeah, you saw what happened to me when I met Taylor. <laughs> just locked up and then walked away you, after you, you, 30 You seconds. weren't even like an amateur speaker. Like That was like a casual speaking engagement. No, you I couldn't. couldn't I that. forgot how to speak. <laughs> um, Meanwhile, I outed myself as being a dick to him. <laughs> John is still waiting for a handshake from Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Thanks for coming, Taylor. Bye, Taylor. Uh, uh, I gotta go. I put myself by. I um, sharded. Uh, that was so funny. Yeah, I think releasing all of them, releasing all of them at once, and having like a uh, Discord room for everyone to chat and get along instead of having to log into Zoom for fuck's sake. And you know what everyone is using for communication right now for inner office." communication is zoom so like if you've got an eight hours for inner office for in office communication all the remote workers that are doing zoom mm-hmm. stuff all day if if you're in an eight hour zoom call you're not going to make it all the way through but if there's a discord set up that everyone can just hang out and chat and there's like a voice channel called the lounge and there's there's a channel for questions about each talk, and the person giving the talk manages that channel for the day and responds to it. I mean, shit, it's that's not a terrible idea. This is I'm just I'm just brainstorming while drinking, and it already sounds significantly better than doing a live stream of a of a conference. So I mean, so much more thought can be put into this. It can be done so much better, but. It's also only $23 and I'm going to watch the videos that I want to watch on my own time. It would just be nice if like there was, if it was, if it revolved, if it revolved more around communication of the community to the person giving the talk instead of a, a knowledge dump, that would be much better to me. I think some speakers do keep whatever they're using at the time, whether it's Slack or discord for that communication, they will monitor it and try to answer questions. Sure. But this was just Um, zoom, but the whole yeah. thing was over Zoom, and to watch it, you had to log into Zoom. And it's not like Discord doesn't support the authentication protocols needed, so that you had to have a ticket to get into the Discord channel because it does. Like all that stuff's there. Fuck it, man. Wave PHP 2022. I'm announcing it now. <laughs> Virtual conference, Discord channel hosted by the people who are giving the talks. 
a channel per talk, multiple tracks, all the videos dumped at once. I guess you can't have multiple tracks for that, can you? All the videos dumped at once, some copyright and trademark problems. <laughs> I don't technically, technically I'm not in any way involved with Wave PHP and can't just claim to do it. You have to set up. Just what saying, it could be I helped. Yeah, I, I helped yeah, I woke up at like noon and then like moved a chair. <laughs> yeah, I moved like moved a stack of chairs to the elevator and then went like, oh, there's a smoking area out here, and then I was gone for a couple hours. All right, so since since we're going down down this rabbit hole, are in person conferences dead? No, Maybe. I think for PHP, I don't know. I fa- I felt like there were yeah. there was excitement around Longhorn until the Delta variant came out. I agree. I don't I know what's happening. I don't know what's going on with sales or who's attending, but they obviously got call for speakers. They got people submitting papers. They got a full lineup of people willing to go present. Mm-hmm. They they have ticket sales. I mean, we were two of them ready to go until. So yeah, here's but, my concern. But, but maybe like conferences my are dead. Maybe let, just let our me, conference. Let, let, let me talk. Go on. Go Here's on. my concern. We'll zoom in. I, on. I actually, I, 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 I'm not sure if I agree with that, Thomas, because I think it, if if something is able to survive, it might be local conferences. But like the big industry conference, I mean, let's let's take tech for example, right? As much value as we as developers see in PHP tech. And as much value as we we know there is in meeting up with people from around the world in person, having lunch with them, talking talking through our problems. I think that because of what's happened over the last couple of years, companies will never acknowledge that again. Like they will never see the value of sending somebody to a physical conference. That that would be my biggest concern. Like, I don't think they there is nothing. There is nothing I. I I want more than to have PHP Tech return. I mean, you don't understand how much I want PHP Tech to return. Jesus Christ! Next but, week he's going to be running it. But uh, we, uh, but but that that's I mean that's that's a real that that's my concern. Like if if I was running a big shop, you know, I I would I would ask that. It's like okay, you you've been doing virtual conferences for the last year and a half. You know what what are you not getting out of that that you feel like you can get out of going to a conference <clears throat> so I, I i i don't want it to be over i i am going to fight it with tooth and nail for it not to be over but i think it's i think it's an uphill bat- battle to be completely honest with you well <clears throat> since we're being completely honest i think a lot of people view conferences as paid vacations to a point i'm not disagreeing with that so but I are think- they learning at the same time Sure. I mean, if, if you're going to a conference, it's like a thing you're into, you know, you're, you're, you're about that stuff and you're not too worried about like miss, you're, you're, you're not going to miss the whole thing. But like one of the biggest appeals of conferences is paid vacation, mm-hmm. Ho- hotel room, different city, uh, <clears throat> you know, daily stipend for food at nice restaurants or different restaurants. Like there's no Whataburger here in Colorado Springs. Uh, well, there's a conference yeah. in Vegas. Like, great. I want Whataburger. I, and to write that off as one of the big motivating factors for people going to to something like Wave PHP, the conference like on the beach and like all you know, of course that's that's it's a it's a paid paid vacation for nerds. Thanks for having salt in the wound because we thought the same thing and people didn't show up. <laughs> well, 
It's like, who wouldn't want to come to Southern California? The conference was literally on the beach, a private it beach, was, no it was less. It was on like, the who, fucking beach. who would do this? <laughs> Word has to get out too. There's communication stuff as well. Yeah, I was but definitely lacking in that. It's it's one of those things where like if you're holding a conference and it's in Vegas, yeah, the PHP conference in Vegas is going to be huge. People are going to go. You know the. You think? Why, why do you think there hasn't been one there then? There has. Oh, that's where Zen oh, used to happen. Yeah. Zen, yeah. The I, biggest I, PHP conference. That. I never went. I wanted to. Never but did. The thing is, is like those overheads of you guys know this those overheads of getting the location and the hotel deals and all the mm-hmm. all the shit you have to go through in Vegas is going to be twice as bad and mm-hmm. if that can't get streamlined by some company that does these conferences then the small ones are going to die out people are not going to have the patience to do it to be a destination conference and i think mm-hmm. if you're not a destination conference you're shit out of luck in the in the well, and I, I honestly think, I mean, I think Vegas might be a little bit of an exception, but like, I think I've learned from PHP Tech, PHP World, Laracon that you're either you're either in the Chicago or east of Chicago uh, if you really want to get that crowd. Which still shocked me because I thought there's plenty of people in California, but I, I just alas, that was not true. I mean. <clears throat> this is why I think you'd have to have an agency that handles these kinds of conferences to figure that stuff out. Putting it on individuals who have other shit to deal with is it's, you're going to have problems. Mm-hmm. And how do we end up down this rabbit hole? But uh, <laughs> Eric asked, like, are, are conferences dead? I think conferences are dead. I think conference is going to exist. Uh, mm-hmm. Laracon, Drupal, those two are going to be huge all the time. Python's got its big conference. Uh, Perl's got its big conference. And I think there's going to be a big PHP conference, but like we're way past the heyday of like there's seven PHP conferences in America this year. Mm-hmm. And then Brexit but- is introducing a brand new problem for European conferences that want to happen because now travel is very restricted. It's so who who who's the who's the PHP conference then? There isn't one. There, there isn't Zen. It was Zend. No, it was Zend. They're gone. I don't think there is a a stand up person for. You don't think tech? You don't think tech was would would well, be tech? This, tech, yeah. In second, but tech is not happening. Tech, yeah. Tech, yeah. I think that's there's your title. Tech. Yeah. I think I think you know what I think would be cool is if JetBrains took over the conference game and just did conferences for all the languages and had a guy doing that. But no, I think I think there was a time where there were seven or eight conferences a year in North America alone, and I think that's definitely gone. And that was gone before the pandemic, and now it's just not coming back. So. <laughs> Would you like a smooth transition? Let's do it. Make hey. it smooth. Make it like butter. Who doesn't like Laravel Shift? I love Laravel uh, Shift. I'm surprised I didn't hear from you guys on this all week. <clears throat> there's a actually there's... having. I, I honestly, full disclosure, I I have not used Laravel Shift in quite a while because the 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 Laravel upgrades have gotten so much easier. Uh, they're a way less painful than they used to be. I, I'll still well, do it uh, so from time surprise, to time. Surprise number one for you. It's not called Laravel Shift. It's called Shift because it no longer applies explicitly to Laravel. Uh, okay. Although, I actually, I think I might be 
totally wrong on that. It's, well, they're, yeah, they're just calling it Shift, but it's still LaravelShift.com. But they're just calling it Shift. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> whatever. They released a desktop application, which allows you to run a number of, I think it's like 30 different Shift commands on your code. And a good, num- a good number of them are free. Stuff like uh, short array syntax, which is introduced in 5.4, or... Oh, this is like the uh, GitHub actions that thing that he created, right? Isn't it? I don't know. That's what you're telling me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think this is like patterned after GitHub actions or something. I, a, I remember when he was working on this. It's a slick little tool. And there's a have, good have amount of... used it? Yeah, I used it. Yeah. It worked flawlessly, and it's got a bunch of free functionality that you can implement. Uh, there is a premium level, but, you know... There's always a premium level. Array destructuring, uh, uh, switching ternaries to null coalesces, arrow functions, array functions, uh, null safe operators, like tons. I mean, isn't this all stuff your PHP Storm already does? Well, this does it in one sweep as a but Docker can't, can't PHP Storm do that too? Like, I can, maybe it can. I don't know. I'm I, asking. You guys use it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I oh, think fucking can, Steve. Fucking, fucking Steve. Steve is one of the quotes on this goddamn thing. <laughs> fucking Steve. <laughs> I swear to God. Guy, guy haunts my dreams. Fucking Steve. Just save two to three hours using the workbench. This is a hundred percent worth the money. Uh, I can't actually, I can't, it's I free. can't, I can't, Blame fucking Steve. He is a Patreon supporter. And if you would like to be a Patreon supporter, <laughs> go to patreon.com slash phpugly, and you too, along with fucking Steve, can <laughs> help support us make fun of people, including you, supporting yes. us. Do, do, you want, do you want a customized insult? It's only $2 a month. <laughs> Uh, that's going to be the next Patreon level. Custom insult. <laughs> custom custom insult. insults. We, we will tweet bad words to you. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I interrupted you there, uh, Thomas. Uh, so so does it, I mean, I, I'm not putting you on the spot. I honestly haven't looked at this, and I don't use PHP Storm enough to know whether what it does doesn't do. But is there stuff here that PHP Storm doesn't do or what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, oh, yeah. Uh, removing right. dead code, uh, redundant doc blocks. It does a lot of uh, static analysis stuff and then response to static analysis, uh, request injection, command auto-logging, fluent routes, uh, conf- you know, ENV and config synchronization. What is uh, fluent routes? Sorry. You, what was that? I, I don't... I'm sorry. Flu- uh, convert routes options using the old array syntax. So routes used to be oh. uh, an array structure, and now they're an inline factory-based structure. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, lots of validations, and then like the, all of the classic Laravel shift stuff where it brings your version up to date, does your uh, packages, uh, dependencies, and libraries. I'll tell you what, man. J-Mac is just killing it. He is just absolutely killing it with all this stuff. It really is killing me. He is. Almost, mean, he, he keeps coming out. Almost bought a domain the other day. And I caught myself. Yeah. I caught myself buying a domain for a project idea I had before a single line of code was written for that project. <laughs> where I was just I was just surfing the domain registrar and I'm just like, hell yeah, that's a great domain. I can't believe it's available. And these, you know, these companies, if I leave now, they'll they'll buy it and try to sell it back to me for three times the price. 
Well, laid on us. Well, I, I, this, this has to do with what I was talking about last week with uh, a code review, an all-in-one code review system that manages mm-hmm. code reviews for you. I, I, I think it's a, uh, it's a real idea. And if you're going to take it from me, just let me know first, because I won't have the time to work on it for a couple of years. I thought we were talking about the gamification <laughs> of code reviews. Well, it would be that would be in the whole. It'd be part of the whole system. Oh, gotcha. Okay. You like Buttery's comment <laughs> yeah. there? Buttery says I use Namecheap as a to-do list for future projects. That is an expensive, <laughs> expensive to-do list. But but you tell yourself if I buy this domain, I'm going to be committed to do so, doing something with it because I spent the money. That's, but, that's what see, I, I, I caught myself. I caught myself saying I'm not going to buy. I'm not going to hit submit on this form to buy the domain until I finish this beer. I'm going to give myself time to think about it. And, you know, right now... So what happened two seconds later? I was out of beer. <laughs> went to sleep. <laughs> uh, you know, in, in the light of day, I realized that that giving yourself time to think by measure of beers is not the best way to think things over. But at the time, I had like a, I had a good 10 domains queued up. I was ready to go. <laughs> it's like it's like watching porn. After you buy them, you just have to close the tab. You, you feel disgusted with yourself. It's like I can't watch it. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it anymore. Oh God! If my wife finds this tab, she'll be so mad at me. <laughs> She's, you bought <laughs> ten domains. Porn for nerds. Yeah. You bought ten domains for an idea you had after three shots of Jaeger. <laughs> You're fired. Oh man. So workbench shift workbench is cool. Uh, <clears throat> All three OSs uh, even has an ARM version for uh, OS uh, OS X and, uh, and check it I, out. Uh, check it out because the free version has a lot of stuff in it that you can use. I, I downloaded the uh, the Linux app image uh, as you were talking, so yeah. I will most definitely check it out. I I do like uh, what that J Mac guy does, man. He he, uh, I am a fan of his work. So I will and he's definitely a good speaker a at conferences. So if he's at one. He's a listen to speaker. speaker. Yes. See, circled that back around. Good job. You guys check out the Arch. All right. The Arch Tech Forum. What? I th- I was totally about to end this thing, but what's an Arch Tech Forum? It's a post on Reddit about a guy who started a forum for advanced Laravel topics. He wanted to just focus on the advanced stuff. Advanced Lar- Laravel topics, Laravel, not PHP, Laravel. Yeah, advanced gotcha. Laravel stuff. Okay. And I was very curious about it, and, well, I looked into it. Okay, um, I'm there. So, a there's not a whole lot here. Not yeah, there's not much there. Um, for one, uh, but for two, you get into the guy's Twitter profile, and he says like, "Oh, you know, I run the Arch Tech Corporation or company. We do uh, Laravel development. I am 19 years old. I am working hard on improving." And I'm like, "Wait a second. Scroll it back, like, 19 years old, you're running the Advanced Laravel Forum. Don't get me wrong, I'm sure you're great at it, but it's a forum, and it's Laravel, and it's moderation, and that is, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get myself to care after I found out how young the guy was. Age is only a number. Mm. I tell you what, Mm. man, I I mean, I I, I went to Laracon, There, there, there was some young man there like uh 14 i think 13 14 years old code circles around me 
I tell you Absolutely. What. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. You can be a much better programmer than me at 19 years old. But there are walls that you run into in the game of communication with other developers or software development that you don't hit until like year 10 or 11 where you're like, oh yeah, you never, you never do this because I remember when I was 20, I dumped a whole table like that on accident and, uh, <laughs> and true. didn't get fired, but I learned a lesson and like, yeah. you can't, you can learn a lot of code in a short amount of time. If you're dedicated to it and young and have the energy, you can't learn a lot of lessons. And one of those lessons is running a forum is not what you think it is. It is one of the hardest things you can undertake and trying to do it on your own is, is an invitation for a lot of problems. <laughs> like it will, it will become a dumping yeah. ground for the worst of the internet once they find it. <clears throat> yeah. It's this thing. If, if, there's a, there's a lot of really well-established Laravel forums out there. So kind of coming a little yeah. late to the ball game, but, you never know. You might you might well, get I yourself was, a following. I was curious because of the narrow focus on advanced stuff. But I, I think one of my one of my concerns is that advanced means hard to learn lessons, not necessarily coding patterns or standards. But like when I when I ask somebody what their opinion on enums in the database is, I can tell you somebody who's 19 years old is going to have other people's opinions on enums, not their own. I have my don't own use, opinion. Don't use them. Right. But like, why? Why don't you use them? And oh, where do I start? See, but you could. You could totally start. Mm-hmm. We could have a 30-minute discussion right now about enums. And I, I, just, I just think, yeah, age is only a number, but it's a pretty significant number. I mean, you know. No, I hear you. So I, I was wondering what All you guys right. thought about that. I'm glad you're on board. Uh, too, too young. Go away. <laughs> No. But still listen uh, to the show. Yes. He left I'm not sure that's that's the right message, but <laughs> look, look me up when you failed a few few hundred times, and then we can talk. Yeah, when you no, when you failed as much as I have, and you're still doing this, then you've got something. Like you, you care about this, and I'm I'm all about ambition. Absolutely, like being young and ambitious is great, but sometimes I'll see people who are being too ambitious and I will really be worried for them because they're going to, when they hit a real problem, I think they're going to hit it harder than other people. They're going to hit it harder than somebody who gradually worked that way into those kinds of problems. If you're, if you're running a company at 19 years old and something massively bad happens with the IRS or with copyright or uh, trademark stuff, like you're going to be in over your head way faster than you think. So. All right. Time to let the dogs out. Oh, they're out. That's why they're barking. <laughs> time to let the dogs in. <laughs> time to wrap it up. Is that it? Are we done? Is this a well, good spot? What the hell? What just happened? <laughs> somebody at the wrong scene. I'm not saying you're who. muted. Uh, who's what? muted? Several what? wrong buttons. <laughs> <laughs> he thought it was a piano. He's just running his finger across it. <laughs> Okay, is that it? Are we done? We wrapping up? Yes. Yes. All right. Episode 252 is in the book. 52. I'm Eric. I'm John. I'm Tom. You sure? 
Keep, Keep it, it ugly. One, two, one, two. Uh, coming off the top. Y'all know how we do. Listen, I'm going to drop a freestyle you can cherish. I'm going to send a shout out to the host named Eric. Yo, he's never on some average shit. You know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate. I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song. Yo, shout the host name Thomas because he's never wrong. Yo, shout to John. You know that he's smart and quiet. Unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot. I'm about to do it like this because the people love me. Shouts out to PHP, the ugly. It's called ugly because it's not professional. But I'm about to come through and bless it with style. So let's do it when I'm spitting. I perfume the room. Yo, the segment of the show is called Doom and Gloom. That came from Thomas. Yeah, can nobody go beyond this? I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise. Yeah, and y'all know we fill them up with anguish. We talking about the PHP, the programming language. About to break it down, no exaggeration. What do y'all do for a living web application? Okay, I can dig it. My words spray tight. Uh, they getting together on the Thursday nights. Yeah, when it comes to rhyming, you can call me the new dude. I spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on YouTube. So let's get it. You know my lyrics are major. All up in the comments, they got plenty of haters, but they doing what they doing. Keep it ugly. We ending every show with the saying it's lovely. Let's go. Yeah, come on.